from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. A night of crafting, TV, painting, selfies, videos, TikToks. It's a sleepover. So much fun. How did everything go sideways? Abigail and Liberty, the next morning, they think it's a great idea to go for a trail hike. Take a listen to this. When did you realize something was not right at all? Well, our whole family was out there looking. We all left. Um, Tara, my daughter, went straight over there. Derek was there. My other son come pulling in as I was leaving, and he said, what are you doing? I said, we're going to go look for the girls. So he jumped in the car with me. Uh, We drove... If, if they would have decided to walk home, we drove both directions mm-hmm. that they would have gone, both routes. We got there. We had six cars there. We, we were taking over everything. Um, we, we split up. We walked all the trails. Um, uh, Cody and Kelsey went across the road up to the houses up there. Were the sheriffs there yet? Not yet. By this time, it was a little after 5. Was it getting dark yet? Not yet, it wasn't, but I knew it was going. And I was on the phone most of the time with AT&T, trying to get them to ping her phone and... They won't, they won't do it. Can you just feel that desperation just creeping in? You are hearing who I now consider to be a friend, Becky Patty. This is Liberty's grandmother who desperately went searching for her girl and, of course, the bestie, Abigail. But they couldn't find them anywhere. anywhere. And joining me right now, in addition to an all-star panel, is... Becky Patty. Becky, thank you for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. Guys, of course, we were talking about the two beautiful little girls that first went missing in a small town of Delphi. And in the last days, we believe there may be a significant development. But first, listen to this. I think they were in pretty much belief that it was their, their children. Um, but when you hear it from an official, it, it's... It's still a little just, still, it hits home twice. One of the hundreds of volunteer searchers found the bodies of Libby German and Abby Williams in a wooded area near Deer Creek. It is an area accessible only by foot or on horse. Well off the popular trails, the 13-year-olds were hiking. 
dozens of police are now checking hundreds of leads. We are using resources from uh, all the way from Lowell, Fort Wayne, and uh, the southern state of the southern part of the state's uh, police state troopers. We will stay on the job until it is done. Yes, and they're still on the job with no resolution. Let me introduce you an all-star panel joining us in addition with me. Uh, Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, anchor, court TV at AshleyWilcott.com. Renowned New York psychologist joining me from Manhattan, Karen Stark at KarenStark.com with a C. Forensics expert and the director of the Cold Case Research Institute, Cheryl McCollum, she and Ashley have walked the trails, seen the scene, as have many of us trying to find answers. No way could we anticipate what has happened in the last days. Professor Forensics, Jacksonville State University, Joseph Scott Morgan, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and Starver Brand New Hit, Poisonous Liaisons on the Street Crime Network, to Alexis Kreschuk, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Alexis, how long has it been since Abby Williams, Abigail, and Libby, Liberty German, went missing? How long? Four years. They went missing on Valentine's Day of 2017. It is four years since then and no arrests. Miss Patty, four years have passed, and it seemed so many times like it was this close, especially because of this. Take a listen to our friends at People Magazine. Police have announced that a widely circulated photo of the main suspect in a double homicide of two Indiana teenagers was taken by one of the victims before she was killed. On February 14th, the bodies of Liberty German and Abigail Williams were found one day after they were reported missing. At a press conference on Wednesday, police announced that Liberty not only took the photo of the male suspect, but she also recorded a video moments before her death that includes audio of a man talking, although officials are unsure whether the voice belongs to the suspect. That's right. They actually managed to get video, and we think sound, of their killer. Think about it. A little girl, 13 and 14 years old, with the wherewithal to actually get sound and a photo of the perp. But still, despite it all, take a listen to WXIN-TV. Is today the day that, that one tip's going to pop in on an email someplace um, and going to change the course of the investigation? I certainly hope so. Three years later, Indiana State Police's Superintendent Doug Carter explains investigators are still looking for that one good tip. Looking for that one good tip to Becky Patty. This is Libby's grandmother. Uh, and you can find out so much more about the case at Abby and Libby tip at CACOSHRF.com. Becky, can you believe four years have passed and still no resolution? No. Um, some days it seems like yesterday, other times it seems forever. Uh, in the beginning, we truly thought that this was going to be solved in a matter of weeks, and we're still waiting. You know, when you and I met and we were talking at CrimeCon, we, it just felt like it was just on the cusp, the cusp of finding out who took the lives of these two little girls. Years pass, four years, and amazingly, in the last days, is there a crack 
in the case. Take a listen to our friend Scott Swan, WTHR 13, our cut 15. We are learning new disturbing details tonight about what investigators say happened to a nine-year-old girl who disappeared Monday night in Lafayette. That girl's mother reported her missing. And within an hour, police talked with witnesses and tracked her down at a neighbor's home. Now, according to court documents, that neighbor, 42-year-old James Chadwell II, is accused of forcing the girl into the basement where he assaulted her and threatened to kill her if she screamed or told anyone. There are people out there that will victimize children. And this is a perfect example of this happening. So take the time to talk to your children. But I tell my kids don't go outside unless it's adult, uh, an adult out here with you. I don't, I, don't, I don't trust so many people and this is the exact reason why. That nine-year-old girl is in the hospital right now. Chadwell is in the Tippecanoe County Jail. That's right. This guy, uh, James Chadwell II, age 42, behind bars, without bond, right now, straight out to Becky Patty. This is Libby's grandmother. Remember her describing that feeling she got when the girls didn't come home and they weren't at the spot where they were supposed to be picked up and they spend the whole night into the night, everybody gathering together, trying to find the girls. Becky, when you heard about this nine-year-old little girl that lived just a few miles away, what went through your mind? I was, the first thing I thought was I was very thankful that they found her alive. Um, I could only imagine what the parents were going through. So, um, you know, I'm thankful for what the, that the police were quick and that they were able to save her. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about a potential break, a potential break in the Delphi case of two little girls, Abby and Libby, Abigail and Liberty ages 13 and 14, the age of my twins right now. 
Again, thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111 with me, Libby's grandmother, who was out that night desperately searching for the girls. In the last days, a major break straight out to you, Cheryl McCollum, forensics expert. It's just basically down the street. It's not far away at all. What is the likelihood? I mean, no, there's not been an official connection, but Cheryl, please, what is the likelihood that a grown man, a white male, just about, I think, 20 miles away, would molest a nine-year-old girl that look, and the guy looks very similar? Nancy, this case, um, you can't ignore it. Law enforcement has already said there's civil, you know, several similar factors. One thing we've got to look at, though, is the sex offender registry. There's 158 registered sex offenders just in Lafayette. Just in Lafayette. So this guy's not by himself. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. The sex offender registry has already been gone through with a fine tooth comb. Has it not, Ashley Wilcott? Absolutely, yes. So the sex abuse registry is one of the first things that law enforcement, that investigators are going to look at. And let me say this, Nancy, as a person, you or I can look at it. You can go online and pull it up and see who's in your neighborhood, who's around. So that information, thankfully, public information for a reason. So I would believe that's one of the very first things that they did. But let me just say this. Could it be the man next door? A hundred percent. Because statistically, so many times perps like this are people that we know that live close. You know, I want to go back to you, Cheryl McCollum. Isn't it true that law enforcement has already gone through the sex offender registry in those areas? Yes, but what I was trying to say is not that they haven't gone through them. The new gentleman in Lafayette, what I'm saying is he's not unusual. 158 registered. Those are the people that we know of that have been captured and convicted. Not somebody okay, that yeah, wasn't I on our that, radar Cheryl, yet. Cheryl, I know that. I know, you know, Becky Patty, has yeah. law enforcement gone through? Take three. Take three. If this were baseball, Cheryl McComb, you'd be out. Out. Becky Patty, hasn't yes. law enforcement gone through the sex offender registry there in Delphi and surrounding Delphi? They, they told us that was one of the first things that they did was go through that. But I'm not sure this guy was on the... That's what I'm saying, Becky Patty. You're absolutely correct. I don't know. This guy has a conviction, Alexis Terrestrial. I haven't heard anything about a conviction. And before you can get on the sex registry, sex offender registry, you have to have a conviction. If this guy, James Chadwell II, doesn't have a conviction, he's not on the registry and therefore would have not he wouldn't have been on the radar of law enforcement. Help me, Alexis. I feel like I'm screaming in the wilderness. He is not, as far as I know from the arrest records that he has, he does have a rap sheet. He has he has been arrested. He has served time. For? not for? for sex offenses. For drinking and driving, for trespassing, nothing like Well, that's not going to land you on the sex offender registry. 
Okay. But if that God. landed you on the sex offender registry, half of America would be on the sex offender registry. If you drink and drive, you end up on the sex registry. You know what? Becky Patty, your insight is correct. This guy was not on the sex offender registry, and therefore, I don't think they've looked at him yet because there was no reason to look at him, Becky. I agree. Another thing to you, Joe Scott Morgan, professor of forensics. Joe Scott, can we just be real a moment? I don't want to get too ahead of myself on this, but can we just talk about statistics, which are not admissible in court? But we're not in court, Joe Scott. Come on, the likely, they've already been through the sex offender registry. They've looked at those people. They've alibied them. They've, they've, they've done so much. We're already investigating them. What's the likelihood this guy is going to pop up uh, grabbing a little girl very similar in height, size, appearance as Liberty German? And he's 20 miles away. Cheryl, isn't it 20 miles away? Yes, 20 miles away. Likelihood, Morgan? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking when you begin to look at probability here and kind of the, the profile that you're meeting here with this fellow and his proximity. I, I kind of hashed this out earlier and I was looking at the mileage precisely. We're talking 18 miles, Nancy. You know, where I live, we, we travel 18 miles to go buy groceries sometimes. That's nothing. That's we had to go. That, we had to go further than that just to go to a McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that you know, was a big. That fact, was a big night. Okay. Yeah, and and the fact that he has such proximity to this location, and let me throw one more thing out at you, and I'll you know I'll I'll recede back into the darkness here. But what what do we <laughs> know likely. about this guy? <laughs> what do we know about this fella so far? We've heard that she was lured into a basement. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Let's go through the facts. Let's start at the beginning. Alexis Therese Chuck, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What happened to this nine-year-old little girl? Not Liberty and Abby, but the the new girl. She was uh, playing in her neighborhood, and this the neighbor said, "Do you want to come in and play with me?" Right there, right there, uh, Jackie. Keep a list. You know, when you go to trial and you want to show a similar transaction, you have to convince the judge first. Jury's not there. Uh, the jury's waiting off somewhere. You do pretrial. All the similarities and all the reasons that this prior bad act should come in in the case in chief. Right there, little girl. Are you writing? Are, are you playing on your phone? Are you actually? Okay. So, young girl, number one, uh, similar physically. Outside. That's important. Victim outside. Outside. Victim away from adults. And don't think the mom and dad were neglectful. She'd been outside, what, what, Alexis, 20 minutes maybe, and in her own neighborhood. It's not like she was walking around downtown at a stop sign. You know, just right outside her house, correct? Yep, just steps away from her house. Okay, outside, away from adults. Okay, so secluded in a sense. All right, then what happened? Oh, what time was it? What time was it, Alexis? Was it around 7 p.m.? Yes. Okay, um, and to Becky Patty, this is Libby's grandmother. What time did you realize that something was wrong? What time of the day was it? It was in um, the afternoon. Late afternoon, five? 
late afternoon, early evening. Okay, so I'm going to say what five to six. Well, we called we called law enforcement. Well, I looked at my watch and it was five twenty okay. when I told my husband that we needed to call the police. But we knew and we had been searching since. And about what time four. of the year was it? When they went it missing. It was February 13th. Feb. So it got dark early. Was it already dark? Was it getting dark at 5 p.m.? No, it wasn't. But it was getting very close to start getting dark. That's okay. the reason I was, that's the reason we called law enforcement at that okay. time. Near it's, getting dark. Now, this time of the year, around 7, it would be near getting dark both times. Sorry, Alexis, go ahead. So this this man sees her and says, come on inside my house. Do you want to play with my puppies? She is nine years old and she, she went in, he lured her into the house. So then he, this is where he attacks her. Suddenly he hits her on the head. He hits her in the head so many times that it knocked her out. And his dog, the dog that he lured her in there with starts biting her. He then drags her down to the basement, basement of his house, and he chains her up to a bed that he has down there. And that is when he starts assaulting her. Luckily, literally right in the middle of assaulting her, there is a knock on his door, and it is the police. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu From BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board This is Uncanny USA He says somebody's in the house and I screamed Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about uh, uh, potentially a major break in the case of little Libby Liberty and Abby Abigail, who first go missing, and then are found dead in a small town of Delphi. It's been four years, no answers. We've been all over it to no avail. Is there a break? Now, you're telling me, Alexis Tereshek, about this nine-year-old little girl. It's a very, very disturbing story. I want you to take a listen to our cut 14. This is Dustin Grove, WTHR 13 News, our cut 14. 
On a normally calm park court in Lafayette, it's, it's quiet. It's quiet. Our kids run around here and play. The yellow tape is still up around this home. Police parked to secure the scene and neighbors on edge after the discovery inside. And we're just sitting here going, oh my God, when we found out that it was a, there was a little girl. Inside. We were, yeah, inside. We were, we were totally shocked. We we're like, oh my God. That nine-year-old girl's mother reported her missing Monday night when she didn't come home. Officers arrived, began looking through the neighborhood, and eventually they ended up here at this house, not far away. Police say they talked to the man who lives here, then went in and found the missing girl with visible signs of injury, including bruising on her body and an injury on her lower leg consistent with a dog bite. The girl went to the hospital and 42-year-old James Chadwell II went to jail, arrested for criminal confinement. We do believe that she was being held against her will. And sex molested and chained to a bed and bitten by a dog. A nine-year-old little girl. Okay, I want to figure out what that does to a little girl for the rest of her life. But I'm trying to figure out, is there a connection between this and the murders of Abby and Libby? Karen Stark, New York Nancy, psychologist. can I jump in? Yeah, jump in. Go. I think one of the most important things that you've got to recognize here is that basement was preset. The chains, the bed, the chain on the door, the chains on the bed. The scene at Delphi was preset and pre-selected. He walked Abby and Libby a half a mile for a reason. He had pre-selected that. So again, when you're looking at suspectology, that should slap you in the face. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Explain to me what you're saying to those that are not inside the investigation like many of us have been, when you say he walked Abby and Libby a half a mile to a preset location, why do you say that and how do you know that? He picked the bridge. From that bridge to where they were found was a half a mile. He selected that. From when they went down the embankment and they crossed Deer Creek, he selected where they crossed. There's parts of that creek that go up to your chest. Where they crossed was maybe ankle deep. He knew it. He was familiar. That was not happenstance. There was a, a reason that he was able to take two victims, and they didn't run in separate directions. He probably most likely had some way to bound them. With this young lady, again, in both scenes, it's daylight. Other adults are around. He takes great risk in what he's doing with private homes around, other adults around. With Abby and Libby, other people were hiking and taking pictures and out that day. So again, he's a risk taker that, you know, he's not going to let that stop him. There are private homes that line the trail for part of the way in Delphi. Obviously, there were private homes with the nine-year-old victim. He pre-selected what he was going to have in his basement. It wasn't like he drug her in the house and assaulted her on the sofa. He took her into a basement that already had chains and locks prepared for that victim to be bound. Karen Stark joining me, New York psychologist, uh, joining us from Manhattan. Karen Stark, I was going to originally ask you the mindset of someone that would attack a young girl like this, someone obviously so much weaker than themselves. It's uh, an example I would give to juries. For instance, uh, when you're walking along a trail and you see a little rabbit hop across your path, you, you're 
you may want to pet it or hold it, but your initial instinct is not to chase it down and bite its throat out and eat it. Okay. So there's a difference in the mindset. The, if I see a little girl, I might speak to her or think, oh, she's such a sweet little girl, but I wouldn't think of hitting her, sicking my dog on her to bite her and hurt, chaining her up and hurting her. But as I was listening to Cheryl McCollum, I was thinking about how people, we all do it. We do the same things over and over, even if they're mistakes. We have habits, we have routines. And if what Cheryl McCollum is saying is correct, why do people do the same things over and over and not be able to break them? I've seen it in, in criminals. They can't think up a new MO, modus operandi, method of operation. They do the same thing over and over and over again. Because they're playing out something that they've imagined in their mind, Nancy. They've set all this up, as Cheryl said. So if you think about somebody who preys on children and especially really fight back. So it's, it's a very easy target and victim. And they have to play it out a certain way. They need to have a certain spot. A lot of times they want to pose their victim. They, if they're doing any kind of sexual harm or, or physical abuse, it turns them on, they're going to do it again. They're not necessarily creative with the way that they want to kill. Unfortunately, they just it gets stuck in their mind and they repeat it and repeat it. And if in fact, this is the person, and we're lucky enough to know that this is the person that actually did harm the girls that killed them, then even the fact that he said, you know, down there, I'm thinking to myself, you know, go down there to Abby and Libby, mm-hmm. he's telling out of the way in, in a place that he feels comfortable. You know, another uh, issue here to you, what... Let me ask you this, uh, Cheryl McCollum. Once he chains the girl up, once she lures a nine-year-old down to the basement, sex assaults her, beats her till she's black and blue, what's he going to do with her? He can't let her go. He's going to have to kill her. That's right. He's going to get rid of her. Yep. He's going to get rid of her so she can't testify against him. And Nancy, again, if, if this was our case, one thing we would be doing immediately, we they have not released, you know, how Abby and Libby were killed, obviously, but if choking was a factor, if they were sexually assaulted in a similar manner, if they had head injuries, if they had dog hair on them, not that the dog was with him, but he would have that dog hair on him possibly. Good point. They're looking at all of that. Okay, jump in, Joe Scott Morgan, forensics. Yeah, this is this is my thought, Nancy. I, I think back to what uh, what Doug Carter, who was the... Uh, Indiana State Police Superintendent had said, and uh, I think Becky can uh, knows where I'm going with this. He had mentioned at one point in time that they do have DNA uh, from Abby and Libby's scene, and this is I, I suspect they're going to be playing this pretty close to the vest. We know that this house uh, where this poor little girl was taken down in the basement is going to be a target-rich environment for DNA. There's going to be DNA all over that place, so. I think that at this point, to kind of whittle this down, uh, look, these people are bright. They're going to compare the DNA samples that mm-hmm. they have from Delphi along with 
what's going on mm -hmm. uh, here in Lafayette. Mm -hmm. And this is not this guy's first rodeo. I can tell you that. No one has a bed in their basement with a chain where they can essentially shut out everything else. This guy, like, uh, like Mac had said, is prepped. So I think one of the other big questions here is, is what else has gone on in that specific basement? Okay. Lafayette's a lot bigger place than Delphi. So it's a college town. It's where Purdue is. It's up in that area. So is there anybody else missing? And this guy has a type, Nancy. He's not looking for college students, but he's looking for little girls. Okay. If in fact, it's the same person from Delphi. So you're going to be piecing this together along the way. And it might not just end in a fatal event. Maybe he has been exposing himself. Maybe he has, you know, put his hands on another little child at some point in, in time. And once this begins to unfold and they go and they question all of the people around there in that neighborhood. Yeah, that guy creeped us out for a long time. Yeah, we had this interaction with him. Maybe nobody reported it to the police. You're going to begin to see this narrative develop along the way. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. When this little girl, uh, at the beginning, we learn from the little girl that once inside the home to pet the dog, the suspect allegedly hits her in the head multiple times, strangles her, chokes her with his hands on her neck, also using his arm to put her in a headlock. And I take it that she passed out because then we learn when the little nine-year-old girl comes around, most of her clothes had been taken off while she was passed out. He took her down to the basement, partially nude, where he forced her to perform sex acts according to court documents. The girl said this guy, James Chadwell II, 42, warned her if she screamed or told anyone what happened, he would kill her. 
The little girl is missing at about 7 p.m., 30 minutes after she was last seen at her home near Sagamore Parkway. The police arrive. They immediately start searching the neighborhood for the missing girl. Chadwell then tells them something, Alexis. What does he tell the cops as they're going door to door? I believe he said something like, you might want to come in here. I, something about the little girl had entered the home earlier, yeah. but had left. And then they ask, can we search your home? And he says, yes, they find the girl alive within one hour of her disappearance, distraught, crying, clothes on the floor beside her in Chadwell's basement, which was locked with a chain lock. You're right, Joe Scott Morgan. You're right, Cheryl McCollum. This ain't his first time at the rodeo. He's got everything prepped. Ashley Wilcott, when you traveled to Delphi and you looked at the scene, what did you learn? Listen, you know, when you go and look at that scene, it's like any beautiful kind of state park is how I would describe it, where you might go for a walk or a run, but it's fairly isolated, right? There are lots of trees, lots of paths. There might be other people walking. There might not be. But what my observation, my feeling being there was mm-hmm. exactly what Joe Scott Mack has said, and that is it was planned. There was a deliberate method walking half a mile with the two girls. It was a stakeout, in my opinion, because this is the kind of place where you could, if you were a predator, choose to stake out two kids. The other thing, Nancy, I have to add is don't forget, and I know you know this well, we have the voice of the perp because of those brave, brave, brave girls, one of whom recorded. And we have some drawings and we have the picture taken on the, on the cell phone. So those things can also be used with regards to this new potential suspect. Straight out to Becky Patty. This is Liberty's grandmother joining us today. Becky, again, thank you for being with us. I know you're familiar with the two sketches police released in the Delphi case involving your granddaughter, Libby. In the first sketch that was released early in the investigation, when I compare this guy, James Chadwell II, age 42, to that first sketch, I find it very, very similar. When I look at the second sketch that they released, including the facial hair, mmm, And the current guy, kind of like a soul patch, a little facial hair, I find that similar. Have you compared him to the composite sketches, Becky? Um, I have have seen the side-by-sides, and yes, he he does resemble both sketches. But I I also want to say, so have many other people. That's true. When when you are looking at a side-by-side with them and you're wanting to see a resemblance, you will. Trust me, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get that phone call and this guy is a monster and no matter what, he needs to be punished. Um, but I, 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 I just want that phone call from the police confirming that it is him, but yes. But I have, I feel like those sketches is really meant for somebody I because I think you can make those sketches look like anybody you want them to look like. 
I hear what you're saying, that it's easy when you're so anxious to solve a case, you see what you want to see. What do we know about this guy? Let's take a listen to our cut 22. This uh, is from our friends at Inside Edition. He's a monster, exactly. He's an absolute evil person. He's talking about his own brother, James Chadwell, who was accused of imprisoning a nine-year-old girl in his basement and is under investigation in the unsolved murders of teens Libby German and Abby Williams in 2017. Do I think that he's capable of that kind of crime? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's shown numerous times, not only to his friends, but his family as well, that he has that kind of evil streak to him. Chadwell's stepfather also fears the 42-year-old ex-con may be the mysterious figure caught on Libby's cell phone approaching them on an abandoned train trestle in Delphi, Indiana. Is he capable? Probably. You know, and should they let him back out on the street? Not ever. Throw the key away this time. Okay, let me understand what I'm just hearing. Cheryl McCollum, if your brother and your stepfather are saying, yeah, he could do it, what does that mean? What does that say? Your own family is saying, yeah, th- lock him up and throw away the key. He could have, he could do this. Oh, they used the word evil. Yes, they and did. And I find it interesting because he tried to drown his brother when his brother was only four. So again, looking at suspectology with his bare hands, he will take somebody and try to kill them with the breath leaving them. This little nine-year-old girl, he tried to strangle. Again, we don't know the manner of death in uh, Delphi, but again, if there was strangulation, that is a very clear pattern that cannot be ignored. Alexis, trust check with me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Alexis, what more can you tell me about this guy, James Chadwell II, age 42? So something his brother has said. So in the last few years, so he was in prison. He was released from prison. He was not in prison when Abby and Libby were murdered. After that, his brother says, and you can see it in pictures, he has these tattoos on him of young girls, and they look like they're crying, crying blood, because it's a dark tattoo, not like a clear tear, but a dark tear. And his brother says, these tattoos make me so, make me think that these are tattoos of Abby and Libby. And the one of them, he says, looks just like Libby with her cute little smile. And it shows them crying. And he says, this is, and uh, you know, everybody, Joe Scott Morgan, everybody who knows this says, that's something that criminals do. They tattoo themselves with a crime scene as part of a, a, a sick way to remember it. And that's something that has really stood out with his family, that he has these new tattoos. James Brian Chadwell II, 42-year-old male living in Lafayette, Indiana. I assume, Alexis, he's living alone? Yes. Okay. What do we know about this guy? The tattoo. I've looked at it. It's very, very disturbing. Uh, one of the tattoos is a girl on his arm that looks very, very similar to Liberty, to Libby, Liberty German. Becky Patty, has anyone informed you about that? I've seen it. Um, I've seen the tattoo. Um, in court document, in court documents, go ahead. It is, it, it, it's disturbing and, and I can see why people say what they're saying. 
Guys, we have studied the affidavit uh, very, very carefully. And I find it interesting that the little girl awakens and she's been unclothed while she's passed out. Um, The faces, uh, tattoos of crying girls on his arms, very disturbing. He's covered in tattoos. Um, What more do you know, Alexis Terezchuk? Well, we also know about his his criminal past, but you know, his his own stepfather filed a claim against him to evict him from his house. This is not somebody who just got a DUI. He is somebody that has an extensive rap sheet. But the other thing, you know, Joe Scott Morgan was talking about the, the state police superintendent. The one thing he has said about this crime that has always stuck with me and really just haunted me, he said he has never seen a crime scene, Libby and Abby's crime scene, as disturbing. He says, I will never be able to unsee that. Can I tell you about a post, Alexis, from this guy Mm -hmm. uh, sleeping under a bridge for a while until work starts? Cool, dry, no neighbors. And the bridge is only six minutes from work. He's sleeping under a bridge. And Abby and Liberty were just seen last on a bridge. He is a welder. He filled his Facebook page with angry rants about life, saying that he himself wrecked everything and cries a lot. We're learning a lot of this from him, things he's posted. And, for instance, one of his posts, the police are looking for a suspect described as sexy, funny, and great in bed. You're safe, but where shall I hide? Who would... Who would post that? Um, He has a lengthy uh, assault of criminal history in both Indiana and South Dakota. He's no stranger to the Internet. He's got a lot of postings there. And also on TikTok, he talked about people preying on little people. To Becky Patty, what is going through your mind when... The days have passed since this guy, Chadwell, was arrested. Well, I, I will say that of all the persons of interest that have probably um, the most logical one, he, he probably checks more boxes than anybody else. But we don't allow ourselves to get our hopes up too much. Uh, because if you pin all your hopes on that, you're, there's a chance of being disappointed. So we, we step back and we let law enforcement do do their thing. And we sit here and hope and wait that we're going to get a phone call saying we got him. Um, and until that time that we get that phone call, be it him or somebody else, we will continue looking. As it stands right now, James Chadwell II has not been charged in connection to the murders of Abby and Libby. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.